to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And hey, welcome everybody. This is Man Up. Man Up podcast number 138. Hard to believe. About 137 more than I expected us to be. But hey, we are here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around. Bang! Southeast corner of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, and that's where we're at. And we have an open door policy here at. Uh, the Man Up Podcast, and who wanders in? None other than the Ray, professor. Ray. I was at a matter. <laughs> I, I was matter. actually at a church function. <laughs> and I just want to let everybody know that uh, yes, it is winter wherever you are at, and we are suffering through a horrible winter here in Houston. It was a frigid 67 degrees. Hey, it rained two sunny. days in a row. Yeah, oh yeah, it did. I'm telling you what, it was just, it was just glorious outside. And I'm being, being a contractor, I was loving it. Beautiful day, and I hope it was beautiful for you too. We're so glad you're here, and this is the No Church Answer Tour. And I just want to... I just want to follow up something before I uh, introduce the panel and let everybody know. Uh, You know, men, of course, we always want to be successful and we always want to have great stuff happen to us. But you know what? It doesn't always happen that way. Like I shared last week, I got scammed. And you know what? I've been kind of dealing with this ever since. And I just want to give a little bit of man uh, what I've learned from this particular experience, you know, not a wealthy guy. Uh, I don't necessarily have money to burn, but you know what? I want to live a faith-filled and generous life, and I don't want the fact that I get scammed to affect the way that I live my life. Um, <clears throat> but I can also tell you this. Uh, speaking to the authorities and all the other people uh, that I've had to deal with about getting scammed, uh, I've and, and you'll just have to you know I know this is a faith-based uh, uh, podcast, but sometimes we get a little salty in our language, and I basically have gotten the fact that. Uh, uh, SBY for you, which sucks being you. That's pretty much uh, the response that I've got for me being scammed. So what I want to just impart a little bit of wisdom to you guys out there is this. You can either choose to ride the train or drive the train. And you know, being scammed and being a man, it makes you want to shrink back you're riding the train, get in a seat farther back, sit by yourself and sulk. Not me. And I hope that you don't either when bad things happen. I'm standing up. I'm moving to the front. I'm driving this train. And what I'm doing is this. I'm humbling myself. I admitted to my wife and my children not only the fact that I got scammed, I let them know how I got scammed. I'm also talking to my the, the fellows right here and you out there as well, telling you exactly how it happened so it doesn't happen to you. That way, I feel like I'm protecting my flock. I'm driving the train and you're on it. And I don't want you to be scammed as well. And by giving you this shield of faith, because I'm giving you this knowledge, I hope that in your life you have the ability to be generous and not be fearful of getting scammed. As bad as it was for me, I'm, I'm, let me just put it to you this way. I'm an older guy. 
this is probably the first time it's ever happened to me that I that I know of. I'm not going to let it change my life. But by sharing this experience of getting <clears throat> getting this internet scam with me with you, hopefully you will be better prepared. Forewarned is forearmed. So you can go ahead and drive your train with your circle of influence. And you with should, that, you should say it. The, and, and without going into any too many in details, incriminating people, um, what what you fell for, what, what you what you were scammed by was a spoofing scam, an email spoofing scam, um, folks. Um, I, I I've done a little work in the security area. I'll just say this: um, if anyone, either by phone or email or text pretends to be someone else asks you to send them money and ask that money to come via gift cards and you know asks you all he asks you to do is read the gift card number and the and the uh the pin number the pin, right that is a scam uh nobody collects donations that way i mean and, and i'm not it, it sounds silly but it's there's the classic the other classic one is the is the elderly grandma scam where a grand a, someone pertaining to a grandchild will say I've been arrested and I don't want to tell dad can you send me money and funnily they ask for gift cards nobody asks for gift cards over the phone right. um, let me put it that way so or, that's or, or, well, well it might happen to be by email yes. and I took the picture of mm -hmm. the card that had the number as well as I exposed the PIN number form, yeah. and it was for cancer patients, okay, yeah. which makes, well, which makes perfect sense, And but here's the thing. It was one of the pastors, and it was their email, and I use a phone, and so my phone, because my screen is small, it shows the name. It doesn't show the full email address. Yeah, if I would have seen the full yeah. email address, I would have known saying, that, ah, yeah. this yeah, is not correct, but... But the signature line was all exactly correct. That was in the body of the email. Ooh, it was just, games. it was just, it, hey, it was the perfect storm. And that, that's what I mean about men. Sometimes I was in a hurry. It was Christmas Eve, and we had Christmas Eve service. I happened to be out. <laughs> it, was, it was a little bit extra work compared to what I was doing. But you know what? I was helping out the pastors, and you know what? And one thing my wife said, she goes, I appreciate the fact that you got scammed helping people as opposed with a try-to-get-rich scheme. So minimum, at least your heart was in the right direction. It's just you got taken advantage of. So if there's any solace That's to that, not the worst thing. Not, yeah. Certainly, certainly not the worst mm -hmm. thing. But here's the point that I, the man spin that we always go in this group is this: a true leader, and it, and my my dad was great. I think of him all the time. He always boiled stuff down into little sayings that you could understand. You can either ride the train or you can drive the train. I could ride it, I could slump down in my seat and feel sorry for myself, or I could whip myself, which at times I really kind of felt like it over. But I sat my wife and my kids down, I explained how exactly it happened to me. I talked with you guys, I talked with my ABF, Sunday school class, and other people in the church to let them know exactly how it happened to me, protecting them and it from happening to them. And now also you people that are listening on the podcast. So it doesn't happen to you. It's not that I, yes, I don't want you to be scammed, but also I want you to live a life of purpose. The vast majority of people of faith are very generous people. Scammers make you tighten up and make you think that you're be taken as a fool which is how I absolutely felt and then it makes me not want to be generous 
when there really are needs out there. I don't want it to change me. I just don't want to get scammed. And I don't want you to get scammed. So, anyway, enough with that. <laughs> and now we're on, this is podcast number 138. We are in uh, Colossians. And if you may have found us on iHeartRadio, you might have found us on uh iTunes, all of our uh, podcasts are archived on SoundCloud. Also, Facebook, if you have a question or comment that you'd like to post, go ahead and put it on there. We'll go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll talk about your question here. And we have a website, which is at man-upspiritualoasis.com. What we do is we go over an ABF for a, a Bible study and... Uh, and we talk about it uh, here with this, a panel discussion. Because we recognize this is a man-designed show, and we understand that men's time is very valuable. So what we do things very uniquely. <clears throat> Most people will give you a teaser and make you wait till the end of the show before they tell you the, the answer or whatever. We, however, we do a basic overview first, and then we go into the lesson deeper and unpeel it like an onion. What makes this more interesting and one of the fastest growing podcasts of its in its category of faith-based and uh, spirituality is the fact that we have a very interesting panel of diverse backgrounds. My name is Bill Cox. I'm the host. I'm basically a sales guy. I work as a contractor, but I've been a writer and an actor before. I'm the director of Man Up, <clears throat> ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship here at Sugarland Baptist Church. Also, our panel here, we have a world-class trainer <clears throat> at a Fortune 100 company. He's kind of our class theologian. He's got a note from his wife because he was late. Actually, <laughs> from our youth minister. Oh, from the youth minister <laughs> also. Robert Koshu is here. <clears throat> he is a... Prosecutor, he's we, a lawyer, we like prosecutors. and uh, so he could defend you, or he could throw the book at you. We call him the judge. It's uh, Michael Cropper, and he is here. Yep, and he's a professional writer. He's a policy writer, a little more intellectual than your basic journalist. And he's also a bit of a gambler. So in the risk management, Mr. Steve Titch, he's here as well. And out, and uh, he called in or texted in earlier, so he has an excused absence. Our uh, class deacon, Kyle Trahan, is out, who's normally here. So we're going to go ahead, and uh, this lesson, we, are, we go from different texts. The text that we're working on is, uh, is by Baptist Way Press. They put out some awesome material. This particular study that we've been in is about the study of Colossians. It's Connect 360. It's the fullness of Christ, doctrine, and duty. We're on lesson nine, and it's how should I live? And so we're going to go ahead and uh, start with our uh, basic overview of that and uh, start with Mr. Steve Titch. Uh, yeah, after a series of lessons where... Paul talked, uh, well, basically told Colossians there are things you shouldn't worry about and things you shouldn't listen to, especially uh, the Christ plus idea that that Christianity, re there's something additional to accepting Christ that either you've got to do or not do, or with it comes a whole volume of man-made laws or interpretations. And Paul has said, you know, we've got to get away from that. But then, you know, that question hangs in the air. Like, well, how do I live then? If, if you know, I, if the law is written on my heart, how do I access that? And and he talks about this, but and his, his language is pretty drastic, or, or I'd say radical. He, he talks about the beginning as putting death to sin. Put, put sin to death. Put to death. And I think the tendency... Even when we, we have a conversion is we want to put, you know, our maybe the unsavable things, we want to put them maybe in the back of the drawer or, you know, we'll put them in, in, a box. in a box and put the box somewhere in the garage. 
put it on the hard put it on the hard drive your backup uh, uh, external drive somewhere you, where you won't have it but it's there and Paul is saying no put it to death give sin the old double tap bam bam and and, yeah. and, and get get you know get it out of your life kill it like a weed just just kill it wow. and and well, there I'm going to start with that, and we'll develop. Excellent. <laughs> and, and now, uh, Judge. Yeah, I'm scratching my head. You all can't see that, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, Steve is correct, and, and we talked in depth about the doctrines of Christ in the first few letters, or the first parts of the letter to the Colossians. And I, and I look back at last week's lesson, and and although it's it's on the doctrine of Christ, it's telling the Colossians to do something. This week is really going to start the practical things that Paul tells us to do. But last week, he's telling him, don't let people distort the doctrine that you know in your hearts already. In other words, there is a transition. We're going from doctrine itself and we're going to practically applying it. And in between are, is this group of people, that, several different groups of people that are trying to tell you to add to the doctrine that he spoke about in the first lessons and spoke, and spoke in the first podcast we were dealing with. And uh, he told the, the Colossians, you know the gospel, don't let anybody tell you or condemn you or persuade you on what you eat, what you drink, how you celebrate the festivals serving the Lord or honoring God or how to keep the Sabbath day holy. Uh, and, and he said, you already know what those doctrines is. Uh, don't let them tell you you have to fast in so, so, so many days you have to deprive yourself of other pleasures. Do not let other Christians tell you that you should abase yourself or punish your body to make you closer to God. Because, in fact, this might actually push you further away from God if you follow what they're saying. Um, and don't let them influence you to follow dreams or visions and how to draw close to God, especially if they do not align with what you know in the Word of God. So, real quick, this week's this week's lesson is great. Steve has talked about it. This week is on practical living, practical living in Christ, very basic principles we should live by. You see, Christ does give us the strength to reject sin, but our mind is constantly bombarded with distractions that tug at our hearts, uh, things which will take our focus off serving God. So we must be careful in what we put in our minds. And all of you know this expression, uh, if you have a computer, garbage in, garbage out. Right. So we're going to talk about that practically today, what we're going to put in our minds to keep us on track. Excellent. Professor. So last week I gave a little tease. So this is where the tease comes from. <laughs> in the now classic movie Avengers Infinity War, there is a great scene where Doctor Strange is floating and meditating and looking all funky and they stopped him and he said, what the heck were you doing, Dr. Strange? And he says, I saw a bunch of futures. And they're like, how many? And he said, 14,605. Tony Stark looked at him and said, and how many did we win in? Dr. Strange replied, just one. Despite what the world will tell you, despite everything, there's only one way to God, through Jesus Christ. And so this is where we kind of start putting the, down the lessons of that and making it ready to go. Taking from last week where Steve said, we've been talking about all this Christ and, oh, how should you live then? So now we're going to start talking about the rest of the, this, which is how you live in Christ. Excellent. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, read the scripture. We're in Colossians 3. This is 1 through 9. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these, 
anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices. I can tell you that basically all of that stuff I do. I and you know you put and, to death everything? No. Oh the the and the list of No. Anger. Yeah. The <laughs> list of the, the <laughs> list of don't do nots. The list of the list of do nots. Okay. But I think because I'm on this faith journey, I'm more aware of it, and I try to curtail it, as opposed with, I mean, I get it, and, and Steve is absolutely correct. Paul says, put it to death. Well, I haven't been able to do that, but on this journey that I'm on, I have a realization that, yeah, and as you guys might be able to guess, anger is pretty difficult for me at times to handle. Well, Jesus, Jesus said some things back when he was directing the apostles. And I think of this uh, sort of like that. Because, first of all, Steve says, put to death. Well, do you pull it out of your head and kill it? I mean, how are you going to right. put to death? But, but Jesus told his apostles, disciples, he says, if your eyes... If your eye causes you to lust or do things that are very wrong, pull your eye out, gouge your eye out, and get rid of it. I don't think he really meant that. I think that is a metaphor like we're talking about right. today, right? In other words, set your standard, set your goal high, and let this be your standard. And the same thing, uh, I think, if you see a woman and you imagine you're having sex with her or you lust after her, it's the same as having sex. Uh, he says, uh, and again, he said, uh, pardon me, the other thing I was, the other thing I was going to use was, if you want to steal or take something without paying for it and your hand causes you to sin or offend, cut your hand off. No, I don't. again, I don't think he really means for you to cut your hand off. I think he means set this as a standard at which you strive for, which is what you're saying, Bill. Well, It's always in my well, heart to strive exactly for these That's exactly what it says here. Set your hearts on things <laughs> yeah, above. Exactly. Aim, aim above right. that. If you know what a gutter is, then you know when you're in it. <laughs> If you don't know what a gutter is, you might just think it's a trough or you're in a valley or something. You may not understand the depths that you're at. Well, this this yeah. passage, yeah. to me, it, it mirrors Galatians 5, 19 through 23. Oh, very these, I, I would so. call these the weeds of the Spirit as right. opposed to the fruits of the Spirit in, in Galatians. Uh, if I may. And, oh, okay. Well, well, let me, let me, well, you find it. You know, we have anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language. I think part of the point is if you're, if you're coming to church and you're leaving and you're still feeling this way, you're not doing it right. And not, not that, yeah, and, and you, you want to move away from that. Um, Pastor Phil, I remember giving a sermon um, <laughs> He said he'd get he'd get emails or get you know messages on the internet, and like the subject line would be, "This is going to make you really angry," or you know clickbait along those lines. Right. And he always said, "Why would I want to click on that? Right. Because I don't want to be angry." Yet. Yet it's put out there because they know people will click on it. Right. And we talked about that last week. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes but but because it's right. going to make you angry. Yes. But what? Yeah. What's the? What's the? What, why go out of your way to be angry? There are enough things that make you angry in of itself that you have to control. That, that is like <laughs> reality TV. Okay. <laughs> reality TV. My wife loves it. Okay. The housewives of wherever. It doesn't matter where it is. It's housewives of wherever. Just just name it. And the the thing about it is, and like I tell her, any time that there is a camera in the room, it's no longer reality. It's no longer yep. reality. No, it's it's a hidden camera that they don't know about. Right. They're it's acting. Right. Exactly. 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 And you notice the good people don't stay on very long. Why? They're not interesting. <laughs> People want to watch the train wreck. Okay? The buildup is about the confrontation of these two after these messages. 
You know, that's the teaser. And then so you wait, oh, let me see those two get at More it. More importantly, you stay through the commercials. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. No question about it. But it's the it's the allure of the train wreck as opposed with in our lives. We don't want to live like a train wreck. Yep. You know? Yep. So so Steve alluded to and and they're in front of in Galatians five. The, these verses are actually in front of what we call the fruit of the spirit, and I've always called them the fruit of the world. I like the weeds of the world better. Steve, I, 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 well, I, I, yeah, I, I, go good. ahead, yeah. because I, I yeah. have. I, I, the more I thought about the analogy, so this I, is five uh, nineteen through twenty one. Mm-hmm. Five twenty two is where we start the fruits of spirit. The acts of sinful nature are obvious: sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage. Selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And and but then he does the fruit of the fruit. Fruit of the spirit is the opposite, and that's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And the, the the thing about like literally fruit has to be cultivated. Yes. Yeah. Weeds and and this is this is I think an important yeah, part of the Christian experience. Out. Weeds <laughs> show naturally. up and and they need and 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 so so becoming a Christian doesn't mean the fruit's going to bloom automatically. Right. You have to cultivate you, you and work those. You have to work and, and at the same and, time, and at the same time you've got to really kill those weeds. Well, kill and, them and they go up so easy. That, that I can tell you, okay, so they we, have, we, have, we have been making <laughs> jokes about our winter, <laughs> and yeah, it has been, this has just been a horrible winter in my mind because we never really got cold. It's <laughs> rained like the dogs. All <laughs> It's never really rained. It's just looked gloomy and, mis- gloomy and misted the entire month. But more importantly than all of that, it is allowed weeds to grow. So I looked in my front flower bed, and I don't have mulch anymore. I have this clover, like it's the entire bed. Yes. It just came about easily and <coughs> happened. Now, here's here's a catch to it, though. It came about because the conditions were right for those weeds to grow, and I yeah. didn't pull them out fast enough. We can revisit that. Yes, but but even <laughs> so, but the point yeah. is, is that you've got, you know, they grow. You have to pull them out. They're not going to. They're gonna. They're always gonna be around, and you've got to be. You've got to be diligent. I think that's what Paul's saying. You got to keep pulling them out and leaving room for the spirit. Yep. And we're gonna get back to pulling weeds in <laughs> just a moment. We've got to take a hard break. This is Man Up Podcast, Podcast Number One Thirty Eight. We will be right back. You are listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. Originating out of Sugarland, Houston, Texas, USA, it's the faith-based man podcast that women enjoy too. Called authentic, timely, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been encouraging and entertaining audiences since 2016 and continues to be one of the fastest-growing shows in its segment. Want to book a speaker, show, or post a comment? Go to Man Up on Facebook or our website, www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now, back to the No Church Answers Tour and the fellows of Man Up. And welcome back. This is Man Up. Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys. This is the No Church Answer Tour. So what we are, we're talking about uh, fruit and weeds. And <laughs> I prefer to shoot the weeds with ortho, no weed killers. My wife gets on my case about that. <laughs> Use that organic fertilizer. <laughs> but that's such a great analogy that, I mean, uh, we, fruit has to be cultivated. I mean, me being a farmer, raised as a farm kid, I totally get that. And we are naturally inclined to sin. Sin is taking the shortcut. Sin is taking the wide path. Being disciplined, being groomed, growing fruit, that's the narrow gate. That's what takes effort. But in the long run, you are going to be richly rewarded for it. I have no doubt. Your life will just be better 
and I think that's uh, well. I I I think it, and it goes back and let, let's dwell on this analogy a little bit because I think it's a really really good analogy. Um, weeds do weeds just happen automatically, and I don't know about you guys, but at one point we got behind in our backyard and it got overgrown with weeds because we didn't take care of it fast enough. And you didn't look out the window either. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> obviously. Uh, but but it but it it happened. It's like my flower bed. It it literally. I saw it a little bit, and then the weather turned wrong because the because the incidents got right, and now it's down one side of my flower bed. It's literally you know like three inches high, green clover all the way in front of the head. Generation, right? Yeah. But it's, but it's one of those, if you don't nip it in the bud, to use a frame, literally, it can grow. And, and we had another weed grow in our yard at one point, and I can't remember the name of it, but this is the most evil weed in the entire universe because it grows underground, it pops thorns on it underground, and it comes up as a vine with thorns and it grows and interleased. The only way we got rid of it, and this goes to Steve's analogy... My younger son and I literally dug out our entire flower bed. We tried Roundup. We tried pulling it. We tried cutting it. We tried everything in the universe to cut. And that's the only reason I knew it grew under the ground with thorns on it underground. Like, what the? And it would go and make a root ball and then go in 15 directions. And the only way we got rid of it, and this was a deep-seated root weed, the only way we got rid of it was to dig it out. Dig out the entire flower bed. And there are times in our life I feel like we have to make that decision. And and I always go back to Joseph and Potiphar's wife. Jesus talked about gouge your eye out, right? Mm -hmm. Or cut your hand out. And I do think he's very much using metaphor and actually exaggerated metaphor there to make points. But if you look back in the Old Testament, Joseph with Potiphar's wife, you know, she's laying in bed all half naked going, hey, Joseph, come on, let's go. You know, and he runs out of the room at that point. There are times, men today, we have to eyes forward, <laughs> you know, up right. high, you know, because you know, let, let's be bluntly honest. Yoga pants are in fashion nowadays. <laughs> right. You know, and it's one of those things where, as men, we have to make very conscious decisions about what we put in our heads and what we allow in our lives in order for us to continue to move forward in our Christian walk. And I think that's where these ideas come into play as they work forward is doing that. I think the standard for men is a is a moving standard. Oh, it's not the, it's not the same no, it say, it's it not the say. same today as it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we need to be cognizant of that. Um, the Me Too movement um, has got that kind of, that kind of thing has gotten men to the point to where you unless you're married to the woman, you 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 will barely notice them. Unless they talk to you first. Uh, what, 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 I think what Robert said was very important, though. It's the men's responsibility. It is not because the woman is wearing yoga pants or whatever. Yeah, it's, right. It's the, it's the, the, it's the, and, and, and to be quite honest, I think, well, I'm not going to say it because, um, because I, I think every man is, is, is troubled by this. But nonetheless... It is the responsibility of the of the of the man, and and one of the ways to do it. I'm not. You may have different ways. One of the ways to do it is to keep your eye, keep your you know, eyes keep front. your eyes up, <laughs> up, up, not up. Things above, things above. Right. And, I and and and, yeah. and and you know whatever you whatever you think that 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 goes away because, um, and maybe maybe you know let, we're not getting into the discussion, but. That's probably the smartest thing to do, and well, if and one way to do it is through 
keeping your, you know, keeping your eyes on the spirit, discipline. Yeah. Well, well yeah. and and I am not trying to get political. Yeah. A lot of people make fun of the vice president, Mike Pence, right. because he will not go to dinner with any woman who is not his wife unless she goes mm-hmm. with him. Right. And a right. lot of people give him all kinds of mess about that. Right. And there's a lot to be said that for is, that. And and what surprisingly is how long that tradition has been. Or that practice, I should go yeah. because that practice has been around for decades. Yeah, only now, and 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 this is. Well, what I think is funny is it's it's now it's a problem. At the same time, the Me Too movement is. And um, don't get me started yes, on hypocrisy. But, but let, let, let me let me say let me say let me say about this. Yeah, but for people who make this is about one on one, in probably an evening situation. This is not lunch. Right. This is not breakfast. This is not even a, a, and this is not even a multiple thing. This, in fact, is pretty much an extension of, of predator safety. Yeah. No one-on-one. And, I, and, and, you know, I think, I, I think when we get to the point of no one-on-one in the off, that's an office, that's a different thing. I know we have the, you know, we've had cases which, you know, which we're dealing with executives at very, very high levels. But if you're a middle manager in these days of open plan with windows on the office, you probably can meet a man and a woman and two, two employees can meet one-on-one in an office. So I'm not that crazy about that. But I think darn right, on the road, away from home, you know, everybody's dressed up. Everybody's looking nice. You know, you're making the presentation. You're, you're just like, you know, you're, you're, you're being awesome. You're being awesome. And naturally, your ego is running, running on, you know, in high gear. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're going to, you're going to make some, yeah, and then after a couple of drinks, you're going to start making some foolish decisions. Right. <laughs> I, I took a I took a class that they had here at the church. It was uh, the title of the class was pastoral care. The subtitle should have been how to not how to be a pastor and not get fired. <laughs> yeah, because th- that's what they focused on. They focused on all the things that you had to do and how to do them the right way about pastoral care. A couple things that I didn't realize, for example, hospital visits twenty minutes. No more. Um, and another thing they talked about: any time that you were in any kind of counseling situation or whatever with a person of the opposite sex, you had to have someone else in there too. Yep. Those sessions, oh, those sessions were to never go more than a half hour. I mean, an outside visit was twenty. A counseling session, no more than a half hour. I didn't realize that they they put so much structure in there. To assist, uh, essentially men. I mean, it didn't didn't say that in the text, but certainly men help them with their discipline. Well, yes, yeah. and this is all this protects men as well. This is these are what they call just best practices now. Yeah, right. Um, just like you know, you read about the the doctor who took advantage of the of the gymnasts. Yeah, doesn't many I mean, of them. hundreds many of, them, of many of them. Right, but. Like and, and they were they were little girls. They didn't know that any time you're having a medical examination, you have the right to have a nurse in the room. Right. You don't. A doctor can never say to a male doctor can never say to even a man, a man a man can never say we are doing this alone. If you don't feel comfortable, you can ask for a nurse. Right. And I mean, this is. But yeah, in a lot of cases, I mean, believe me, a lot of people don't even know this. Um, we do this in Boy Scouts, YPT. I mean, for, and people get defensive. Oh, I, 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 and, and they say, you know, it's to protect you. Yep. Right. It's to protect you. Right. Because as long as you're me, as long as somebody can see you with that scout, no one, you know, there's going to be no question. Right. <laughs> there's going to be no question. It's only when you get, and, and, uh, and it's to protect the scout and to protect the adult. Right, right. I was looking at, I don't know if you guys caught this. If you go to verse 5, Bill, when you read that, it says, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, which is sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. (laughs) Right? If you start dwelling on that, people, and, and I had to think about that for a minute, because if you dwell on those things long enough, suddenly you're displacing... 
your thoughts that well, worship God, and, right, guys? And, and let's, and, let's visit that because because that's a that's a worthy discussion. So I, I am going to put it out there right now. I am a red blooded capitalist. <laughs> you know, I like to make money. I, I like to have money to do things for my family. I like to have money to do things for myself. I like to be able to have money to share and do things for other people. Sure. But, you know, everybody always talks about the verse, love of, that money is the root of all evil. Mm, it is no, the love, love of money. money. The idolatry. Right. Right. What you do. Right. Where you do. And I think that's something that men can do quite easily in this culture because we're driven to succeed. And how do you measure success as a man? Balance sheet. By your, <laughs> your balance sheet, yes. which is sometimes demonstrated by your toys, mm-hmm. you right. know, your net worth, your, your net worth, mm-hmm. you know, your stock portfolio. And it's not, a, it's not a desire that men who are Christian men cannot have. Right. 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 I mean, it, it, it can affect us as much as mm-hmm. anybody you know, else doesn't know Christ. I am. If we, if we don't control I it. am knock on wood. The first time we get to ask the question, can we retire if everything works right is six years? And it's not that we're going to, but it's the first year that I've said we get to look at balance in the 401k, debts Mm -hmm. outstanding, can we do it, yes or no? You know, and then told my wife said, we're not going to ask again until another year. (laughs) You know, we're not going to keep asking all the time. But, I mean, that's a reason to be looking. But it's, you know, when you get so focused on that, that that is your only focus. Um, I can tell you I have walked away from jobs where I was making more money than I made when I got back because what that job asked me to do, I wasn't willing to do. See, now you're, you're totally different from me, and that's what I really like about this group. Yeah. We're, we're, all, we're all different. I've never been particularly money-motivated. I mean, I like having money. I like working. I'm more of a creative being. Yeah. I like doing stuff. I, I, I'm driven to do stuff, and I want to get it completed. My goal has been the same my whole life. I just want to be awesome. What has changed is each of the goals. Yep. Well, I wanted to be awesome as when I was growing up in sports or when I was in the Navy or, or whatever, when I did my movie or writing my books. I, I just wanted to be the best that I could. But I wanted to get it completed. I wanted to get it done. And I wanted to get on to the next thing. Right. And that that has always been me as opposed with necessarily money. I... I, I and I have a friend. Let me just who worships money. I, I'll just say his name's Jeff because, well, it's Jeff. It, it is Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and but he, and here's the thing: his moods change as his wallet changes. <laughs> There's a barometer right there. Yeah, yeah. and I think that. Oh, and yeah. I think that is a big part of it. That your life shouldn't be based on your material worth. That's that's yeah. the no, whole the idea. Well, and, 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 and clearly about that, right? Well, right. And, and I'll say, we talked about shifting priorities. Yeah. Did I care that much about my 401k balance until about maybe six, seven, eight, nine, maybe ten years ago at the most? No. Mm-hmm. I just started paying attention to it as... The past, the past several years at our church, we've lost one, two, three, four people who were my age or a little older than me, or a little younger than me in sure. one case. You lost, are you being in the they, euphemism? They passed. They okay. passed. Yeah, yeah. Our, as opposed our, to left our pastor, okay. who right. was quite mm-hmm. older than me, but mm-hmm. Phil was the bigger of vigorous. He yes. Was, uh, he was not ready yeah. to retire. Yeah. No. Uh, mm-hmm. Bodie Peak who worked with me in the youth group. I know. Greg, and on sound for years. Yes. Greg Cox, who taught with me for years and years. Great guy. Yeah. All, all these guys were just awesome. And then, and then uh, yeah. Aust- uh, Brian Stoltenberg. Sure. Young man. Who was young, the one younger than me who was an NFL player. Sure. And so I made a decision, so shifting priorities, you know, I started paying a little bit of attention because you know what? My wife and I had our kid. We got married, had our first son within a year and a half after we got married. 
I'd like to have some time when that was all done to go do some stuff. Sure. You know, but that's the only reason why I started paying attention. Because I'm kind of like you, Bill. I'm not, I'm, I'm a capitalist. I want to make money, but I'm not motivated by it. And I don't want to, I don't I don't I don't really spend it. I drive used cars. Yeah. I mean, it's not that big yeah. of a deal to me. Yeah, I drive, yeah. A, I drive a Dodge Ram that is too equipped for me because it has electric windows. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like hand, you I like big, hand you, crank. You big hitter. <laughs> All right, we're getting down to the end. This is podcast number uh, 138, and uh, going to go around the room uh, one more time and uh, get some some takeaways and some summaries from the fellas. And Judge, let's go ahead and start with you, Michael right. Cropper. Uh, yeah, the, the uh, Steve and Robert, you, you have expressed this. Guys, it's real clear in the scriptures. Go back to it and look at it. Uh, Paul, when he wrote this, he realized that our mind is the gateway to our heart. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if a Christian desires for Christ to reign supreme over the matters of his heart, he or she must focus on the things of God. Y'all just mentioned that. So instead of focusing our thoughts on earthly things, we must filter what comes into our minds. And I'm, by the way, folks, I'm reading a couple of paragraphs from the author. He got To me, he got this right. He said, if any... Uh, let's see. Finally, Paul provided such a filter in another one of his prison epistles, the book of Philippians. And and you, most of you will probably recognize this. Finally, he says, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. And Bill said at the first this, he says, don't let life run you. You drive the bus, right? Don't mm-hmm. ride on the bus, drive the bus. So what I'm telling you folks right here is keep these things in your mind before before you get bombarded with the things that might drive you away from Christ, such as lust or uh, evil desires, lust, impurities, immorality, all those. Keep this at the forefront of your mind. Then, the, then it will be difficult for the other things, anger, uh, malice, rage, slander, the other things which uh, Robert read to us earlier, it will hard for those things, be hard for those things to take root in your mind. Well, and, and I'm going to jump on that real quick. If you keep focused on Christ, it's kind of like if you want to keep weeds out of your yard, you mow it all the time. If you want to keep weeds out of your flower bed, you keep a good mulch, you keep a pull them as quick as they come out focus on the fruit of the Spirit, focused on Christ, and it keeps those weeds from coming in. Excellent. Steve I do want to add, and, and this is a, gr- a great start, especially that, that citation of Philippians, uh, which quantifies, I think when Paul says, set your hearts on things above, those are the things. Uh, and also to be aware, when Paul writes putting to death your earthly nature, first he's talking about using the Spirit to do that. Uh, he's not talking about any sort of mortification. Um, he's also not condemning, by saying earthly nature, he's not condemning physical the physical world. He just got through uh, a chapter saying uh, that this is, you know, this is not about do's and don'ts. This is not about unnecessary self-discipline. This is uh, not about self-abasement. So when when we're putting things to death, we're putting things like uh, not only list here impurity, sexual immorality, greed, and all that anger, rage, malice, and slander. We're looking at what is good and what is right. And creation is good. God was was God created the world for men and women. So when you sit down and enjoy a nice bowl of spaghetti bolognese with a glass of Chianti. Ooh. Thank the thank the Lord for that. You you God God gave the fruits of the world to you and your your taste buds. He uh, he he created you that you have to eat to live and enjoy doing it. Um, that's uh, there there is still that still means you can partake of creation and what is good. Uh, it does not mean you have to deny yourself the the fruits of this world. Uh, what you want to what you what you want to steer clear of is idolatry, making all the fruits of this world the point of living. You know, hedonism. 
You want your you want your attention on on what is noble and what is good, and you know everybody's going to feel these emotions of anger and rage, and you know those those come sometimes those are righteous, but you know be careful because sometimes it does lead to malice and slander, and here you know filthy language I think is more insulting or lies or you know I, I, I we've had discussions about you know bad words in that in the past. But um, it, I think it's more than just four-letter words he's talking about. It's talking really vicious. It's vicious what he talks about yeah, in other in other letters yeah. to Timothy and such about controlling the tongue. You know, this has been an awesome um, podcast, and and you know the visualization that the men bring out here. I hope you absolutely enjoy. And being from a farm and agriculture background, understand this. It's absolutely correct. I think it was a professor that said fruit has to be pruned in order to be optimally productive. And weeds, like Steve had said, needs to be pulled. And, and if you don't pull them when they're small, they will grow and they will overtake the fruit to where you cannot tell where the fruit is. Kind of like the professor's backyard. <laughs> where, 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 does the, where does the fruit start and the weeds end? But also, <clears throat> you're on your life. You're on the train of that life, and you've got that circle of influence: your family, your coworker, your community. Are you going to just sit in a chair in that train and just let it lead you? Or are you going to get up front and drive that train? That takes discipline. And that's what Paul brought out in this uh, scripture. Have the discipline. It'll make your life better. And with that, this is Man Up. Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys. You can find us on iHeartRadio, on iTunes, we're on Facebook. We have a website at man-upspiritualoasis.com. Or you can find all of our podcasts, all 138 of them, archived on SoundCloud. We want to encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go. Go and participate. Get in a small group discussion. If you're ever in Sugarland, stop in. Sugarland Baptist Church, come on up to the Man Up Adult Bible Fellowship. We'd love to have you. <clears throat> and in your own local church, go to a Sunday school class. Find one that is men only. Then you can speak freely the way we do here. And this is, you can't speak this way anywhere else. And certainly join us next week. And if there isn't a men's only Adult Bible Fellowship at your church, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man Dash Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast. <laughs>